Most bankers aren't ready to help you until after their third cup of coffee. But with Central National Bank's after-hours service, you don't have to wait for the bank lobby to open to get help. You can contact us from 6 to 8.30 in the morning or from 5 to 10 in the evening, and we'll connect you to a real, live, local person who can answer questions and fix problems seven days a week. Bank different. Bank central. Central National Bank. Member FDIC. Can Oklahoma State do it again in football this season? Looking at the schedule, pretty good shot at it of going back to the Big 12 championship game. Also, Iowa State, what are their chances of improving upon a really strong season under Matt Campbell last year and be elevating themselves? This is the Big 12 Watch. I am your host, Josh Neighbors, here on Crystal Ball College Football. We are part of the 365 Sports Network. You all can find us wherever you get your podcast, and you guys can find us on YouTube as well. In those podcast places, Stitcher, Spotify, Apple Podcast, five stars, please, uh, if you all could do that. Also, you guys uh, can find us once again on YouTube. Like the video, subscribe to the channel, and leave your thoughts as well. And also, at NWPod365 and at Josh Neighbors underscore are the places on Twitter slash X. Uh, we'll also have some basketball at the end of the show, some preview of this weekend. You all can find my Big 12 Best Bets. Uh, which were not the best bets last week. 10, 9, and 3 on the season now against the spread after an 0 oh, and 4 week last week. Yikes, we'll try to get back on the horse this week. Actually, did I have Kansas last week? I think they pushed, so we might have a, a push from last week, but still. Um, I'll, have to, I'll have to rehash and look at that uh, before we get rolling uh, on the basketball front. But we have gone through the schedules of the four incoming schools from the Pac-12 to the Big 12 after the schedule released this week. We've gone through the four schedules of the uh, the new Big 12 schools from last season, so the second-year schools next year, and kind of some thoughts. Utah's schedule looks pretty good. Also, we like UCF's schedule, a chance for improvement there. Um, and now we're going to go two at a time through the schedules of the remaining Big 12 teams. And we're going to start at the top with Oklahoma State. Oklahoma State is coming off a 10-win season, a 10-4 and year under Mike Gundy. They capped it off with a uh, 31-23 victory over Texas A&M in the Texas Texas Bowl, or the Tax Act Texas Bowl, rather. Um, and so, you know, I, I think when I think about the new Big 12 and who is the best coach in the new, new Big 12, the finalized Big 12, you know, I think it comes down to two guys, to be honest. Um and and I, when I say best coach, I'm going to factor in past performance plus, uh, you know, consistency plus like year to year, like where are they are. So like Lance Leipold might be, you know, if you want to say, hey, I think Lance Leipold's the best coach in the Big 12. I'm not going to fight you on that. Right. But if I'm talking about accomplishment in this league, plus just like, you know, consistency in this league. Mike Gundy and what he has built at Oklahoma State, to me, is the most impressive. Kyle Whittingham at Utah is probably the second person, but here's the thing. They have not yet played in the Big 12. So I'm saying the Big 12's best coach, I'm going to take the coach in Mike Gundy, who I've seen year in and year out, you know, accomplish what he has accomplished. And a 10-win season with that group, to be honest, guys, I don't care how good Ollie Gordon is, I thought was very impressive. A new defensive coordinator, good individual players on defense, but not a great collective defense. Some good wide receivers, a decent offensive line that played well, but was not always excellent. Rotating quarterback situation, obviously a breakout star in Ollie Gordon. And so when I look ahead to this season, 
I think they've got a great chance of building off what they did last year. And I think 10 wins once again is, is really possible. Uh, not just possible for them. I mean, they think it's, there's a good chance of that happening if you count in the championship eight game and a bowl game. And so the rough stretch for them, I always kind of look for the rough stretches. Really, to me, it, it's it's in the first kind of six games or so. South Dakota State, that's a tough game for Oklahoma State, guys. South Dakota State has been a FCS hammer, just a wrecking crew, as they were on their way to a, another national championship this year. They get the Arkansas Razorbacks at home. We'll see what Arkansas has, but I think Oklahoma State, in terms of like what they've been doing, has been a better team. Big game, though. That should be an interesting game. At Tulsa, okay, so that's your first three games. That's your non-conference schedule. And then we've got Utah at K-State, West Virginia at BYU. I think that's the toughest four-game stretch. You want to toss in there at Baylor and say it's a tough five-game stretch. It won't fight you on that because, you know, playing Utah is tough. Playing at K-State is tough. Uh, you know, playing West Virginia at home could still be tough. At BYU, we know BYU gave them a scare at home this year. And we'll see what happens to that Baylor. But if you look at road games at Tulsa, should be a win. At K-State, probably, you know, hey, we're thinking loss maybe. At, but it could be a win. At BYU, okay, challenging environment. But, you know, uh, you think you might have the better team. At Baylor, the same thing could be said there. At TCU, the same thing could be said there about your team and consistency. You're definitely the more consistent group. The performances out of Mike Gundy's Oklahoma State team have been more consistent than what we've seen at TCU. And you've got at Colorado. So those are pretty winnable, man. I mean, if you take care of business at home this year and they've got one, two, three, four, five, six. Yeah, so this is this is a pretty balanced. This is a six and six because um, they have the road game at Tulsa, which, I mean, they should still have a great crowd for that. They should still have like a lot of their fans. Um, you feel pretty good about, about where they're at. And look, they do draw KU or K-State. They do draw Utah. They do draw West Virginia. They do draw Texas Tech. But the good news is three of those four games are at home, right? So we're talking about the really good teams, the bold teams from last year. You've got three of those four on the, or, you know, four of those in the schedule, but only three of them, or one of them rather, is on the road. So that's why I think when I look at their schedule, I just think big picture about like what they can do. I really like it. And once again, it's, you know, if I broke it up into quads, that first quad of games, South Dakota State, it's tough. Once again, Arkansas, SEC opponent, that's tough. At Tulsa and then Utah. I mean, yeah, it's hard, but South Dakota State's still an FCS opponent. Arkansas is a down SEC team. At Tulsa is at Tulsa. And then Utah is a tough game, but it once again, it's at home. So there's advantages there all across the board, you know, then you have, yeah, then the three of your next four are on the road. That is difficult, but you do have a buy between the two road, you know, your West Virginia game and before you go to the two road games. So that is nice to have final four, that stretch it's balanced. It's at home away, home away. Um, and there's a buy in the middle of that. So you you know, you're going to get the kind of good rest spots in the season. So you feel pretty good, man. I mean, I, think I would feel pretty good if I'm Oklahoma State about this schedule. Like, I think 9-3, and 10-2 and two is definitely within reach. If you said, hey, Josh, where are the losses? Let's just say they lose a home game. So take your pick of Utah, and I mean in conference, Utah, you know, Texas Tech. But I would say most likely Utah, if there were to be one. Then on the road, if you go uh, if you go 3-2, and you know, 4-2, uh, and two, which at Tulsa, at K-State, at BYU, at Baylor, at TCU, at Colorado, 4-2, and two, I don't think is is impossible there. 
yeah, it gets you once again to nine wins, and I think nine and three, one loss in the conference, two loss in the conference. We'll see where you're at, but that's like that's kind of where we're living this year. I mean, I think the over under on the win total for them will be like seven and a half, eight. Uh, I would hit the, I would take the over, man. If they put it at seven and a half, I'm taking that over. I would for sure. So I feel pretty good about where Oklahoma State is sitting with their roster, with the coaching. Um, you know, once again, I, I think uh, continuity because they're getting back Casey Dunn. They're getting back Brian Nardo, right? I know Casey Dunn had been rumored for there were some jobs that were kind of, uh, you know, thinking about Casey Dunn, right? Um, uh, you know, they were kicking the tires on that. But once again, he, he remains at Oklahoma State. And so there is continuity. I know he's gotten, once again, there's been some some consternation about his performance and whatnot, but still thought he had a good year last year given what they have back. And Alan Bowman's back for his 29th year of college football, which is good news for Oklahoma State, I guess, in most folks' eyes. Uh, once again, I'm not a huge Alan Bowman guy, but still, he's a veteran presence, veteran quarterback. It's nice to have. And then, you know, obviously, Ali Gordon comes back, and we'll see how they, you know, boost that receiving core and other spots the team to. So, like what I'm seeing there. Let's shift over to Iowa State. So Iowa State as a really nice last season. Uh, and I think, you know, it's kind of def- defy expectations the way to put it. They end up seven and six, right? But a seven and five regular season, which was capped off with a Farmageddon win and also capped off too. I mean, those last three games, guys, at BYU, performance was really good. The Texas game, I thought they played really well too. And then the K-State game, they, play, they win the game. So I feel pretty good about their performances, Memphis game withstanding, you know, that one outside of that. Let's look at what they have coming up next season. And Iowa State, once again, because of the actually they're pretty decent finish, like they were top four team in the league, or one of those teams tied at six and three in the league uh, overall. So South Dakota, or North Dakota rather, at home. Then they've got Iowa on the road. Arkansas State, who had a good year at home, at Houston. So that four-game stretch, it's not impossible. Can they beat Iowa? Can they do it again? Can they do it on the road? We'll see what Iowa has. But, I mean, I could see a good Rocco Beck game. 100 Deckers did it. Why couldn't Rocco Beck beat them? Right? Now you got to be prepared for a fist fight. That's 100% the way it works when you play the Iowa Hawkeyes and you do it in their building. Right? But I, I think it's a game, once again, it doesn't feel like it's impossible, but it's Iowa's won those games a lot. And at Houston could be tricky. So you're thinking 3-1, and one, but it could be 2-2. Two and two. The next stretch, Baylor- at West Virginia, UCF, and Texas Tech. Okay, so the good thing, if you notice, about the schedule is there is never a point this year where there are back-to-back road games for Iowa State, right? Iowa, then is followed by a home game. Houston's followed by a home game. West Virginia followed by two home games. Kansas followed by a home game. And then K-State followed by a home game. Where things get dicey, though, is, I mean, from October 12th on, guys, they are everybody they play went to a bowl game except for Cincinnati. You've got a nine-win team, a six-win team, a seven-win team, a nine-win team, a three-win team, an eight-win team, and a nine-win team, right? So you're playing really quality teams down that entire backstretch of the schedule. That's where things get hard, and that's where you're going to have to be consistent if they want to go to a Big 12 championship. I don't think this schedule is impossible. But I, I I don't know. Let's, 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 we got to see if this Iowa State group gets better and improves. My money is on yes. My money is on yes, and they improve. Why is that? Well, that's kind of what uh, Matt Campbell does at Iowa State. Teams get better. Players get better. 
the, the, the roster improves, the team improves, you know, they develop guys really well. And so because of that, I would say like, Hey man, I, I could see that. You know, and the road games are at Iowa. This is the hard part. The road games are at Iowa, at Houston, at West Virginia, at Kansas, at Utah. So like not impossible road games, but they're all going to be challenges. And, and I wouldn't be surprised if they're dogs in most of those games, you know, at Iowa, probably a dog at Houston. We'll see where Houston's roster is, but chance there that they could be a dog in that game. There'll be a live dog at West Virginia. Yeah, you're probably gonna be a dog if West Virginia is anything like they were last year or improving. At KU, we know that's a hard game, especially if Jalen Daniels is gonna be out there. And at Utah, we know Rice Eccles is a really hard place to play. Three of your last four games are KU on the road, Cincinnati at Utah and K State. So, you know, I mean, uh, at Utah and Farmageddon finish is really hard. And you could be at a spot where, hey, Let's just say that you're seven and three. Let's just say you have a great year. There's seven and three heading into those two final games of the year. You know, hey, that's, that's I mean, there's no guarantee you come out of that eight and four, you know, and, and you might end up seven and five because of the challenges of those games. So I think Iowa State, I, I think another, it's going to be another strong year, but is it going to be one of those years where you boost? You know, I, I don't know if that's the case. Now, you know, once again, the, the kind of the, the, the thing we've been talking about so much in the Big 12 is, the fact that we've had uh, seven separate teams play in the last four Big 12 championship games. And it could be even, you know, we could go eight or nine in the last five if we go uh, next season. And there's a good chance we could get a variety of teams. But, like, is this year that a tech rises up and does it? We'll talk about tech schedule later. Is it a TCU recovery? Is it an Oklahoma State back there? Is Iowa State kind of regrabbing, you know, some momentum after what happened in 2020 and kind of a little bit of a dip? Can they get back towards the top of the league? I, I'm I'm very curious to see if they can. I think that is exciting. I think it's really exciting. I think both these te- two teams are exciting. Um, and they've got two tremendous coaches that are leading these teams. So that's what you think about when I think about uh, these schools and what they face. All right, folks. So let's talk some Big 12 basketball. Uh, by the way, if you were to ask me who schedule I like more, I like Oklahoma State's schedule. I think there's a very good chance that we see them back in the Big 12 championship game if they handle their business like they did this year. I know their schedule was not, you know, terrible, not hard, super hard, but, you know, they were able to get the job done. Uh, so last week, 0-3-1. So we're 10-8-4 and four against the spread this year. Uh, so basically that's what, 12 of, you know, 12 of 10-8-4 uh, and four is going to be, what, 22? Uh, to 12 22. So we are at 55% still, I believe that's what puts us at. So we are still making money off the big 12 best bets in basketball this week, guys, what a monster week in college hoops we have on the whole. All right. This is a tremendous, tremendous Saturday in college. It's tremendous three days in college basketball on Saturday. You've got 11 a.m. on Fox too. St. John's hosting UConn at the garden, which is awesome. Texas hosts TCU at one o'clock at three o'clock. You get uh, also Utah state and uh, San Diego state in uh, the VA Haas arena in San Diego at three o'clock. Number four, Houston, number eight, KU. Both of those schools avoided upsets this week. That can't be said for their counterparts in other massive games, right? I'll point you towards Duke and Carolina who uh, Duke avoided one, but Carolina loses to Georgia tech, Right. Uh, you've also got Tennessee and Kentucky. Both of those teams suffered losses this past week, but still 
a bunch of top 10 games. The Big 12 is the only league with two top 25 games. So let's break down the schedule. Texas and Tex, uh, excuse me, Texas and TCU, ESPN 2, 1 o'clock. All right, so when I think about this game, I think about the fact that, hey, TCU's really, really proved it. And, uh, you know, if you think about like, all right, who needs this game more? Texas does need it more because they've fallen to three and five in the Big 12. And if you go to Bracketology, what Joe, Joe Lenardi has right now, uh, he's got Texas in last four buys. So they are still safe at the moment for the time being. But you don't want to keep falling down the list. And look, three and six, this Big 12, it, it's okay. But that would be three straight losses. And, and Texas is some you know, team right now that would be, uh, you know, has had two multiple game losing streaks so far in this month. They'll go home for two, which they need to get, but they have been trading wins and losses. Um, and look, they're, they're good wins. And they beat Baylor, which was awesome. They beat Oklahoma pretty handily on the road. They beat Cincinnati by one, but you know, they shove the West Virginia loss in there, the UCF loss in there, Texas Tech loss in there. I mean, you know, it's not been a stellar effort from them all the way through, and it's a team that should be more consistent. TCU, to me, looks like they are a bit more consistent. They always look consistent at this time of year. Three straight wins, two on the road, two against top 15 teams for the TCU Horned Frogs right now. Honestly, the schedule sets up pretty well for them, but this is a big one. I mean, this is a this is a big game for them to keep that momentum going. I'm expecting another really close game. That's what I expect when these teams you know, meet. I, I think it's going to be a close game. Um, is there any fatigue from the two games that TCU has played at all? Is there any kind of fatigue? I don't think there will be, but, but that's something we have to watch um, because they had that wild game against Baylor last week, and they had a really strong effort against Texas Tech this week. Will they get tired at all? K-State, 1 o'clock, ESPN Plus at Oklahoma State. K-State, just inconsistent. It's a roster thing. I don't think it's much of a coaching thing, to be honest. It's a roster thing. Just That team is, without Naquan Tomlin, especially in some of the injuries they've had, man, it's just not as uh, strong of a group as you kind of want it to be. And then Oklahoma State, talking about not strong groups, man. Yikes. Uh, Houston and Kansas, 3 o'clock. So this one is very interesting because Fall Allen Fieldhouse, yes, tough home court advantage. Obviously, we know that. But the way Houston's going to attack the glass and try to wear down Kansas, I'm expe- so last week when I watched Iowa State and KU, the defense the first half was phenomenal, right? Um, what changed for Kansas in the second half and was effective for them in the second half was running their offense through Hunter Dickinson. That worked very well for them. But the problem was they were having threes hit on them and they were trading with twos. Will Houston be more physical and crowd him and try to deny the ball from him? Try to rough him up some? I'm wondering if they're going to go with that direction. KJ Adams is not a guy you can rough up, but it feels like Hunter Dickinson because he's not the most athletic guy in the world you can try. I'm excited to see, too, you know, can can uh, the guards for Houston disrupt defensively, uh, you know, the great play of Dewan Harris? And, and also, will Kevin McCullough shoot the ball well? He hasn't shot very well. Or even Will Kevin McCullough even play? This Saturday, it's a huge factor, right? If Kevin McCuller doesn't play, you know, this game becomes, a, I think, an uphill climb in some ways, um, you know, for uh, an uphill climb, definitely for the Kansas Jayhawks, because usually he can score. Now, they look great without him against Oklahoma State, but still, you have to think, hey, man, it's it's, it's challenging your leading scorers out there. Oklahoma, UCF, UCF, good chance to pick up another ranked win here. Uh, the night so far on the season, have beaten, they beat Texas on the road. They beat number three, Kansas. 
which was a great win. Um, and so, you know, another opportunity for them at home, Oklahoma, uh, you know, they bounced back this week in a pretty impressive way. They needed to right after the losses they suffered, the back-to-back losses, both at home, they beat K-State on the road. And they beat them like a drum. So let's see if staying on the road will be good for them. Cincinnati at Texas Tech, 5 o'clock on ESPN+. Plus. Uh, this is a big one. I mean, Cincinnati, they're trying to stay in any kind of meaningful contention for the NCAA tournament. They do need to win this game. And right now, next four out, Joe Lenardi has Cincinnati. Uh, so they're going to kind of keep themselves in striking distance. I mean, you could lose this game, but this would be a big pickup for you at home to get yourself, you know, back trading wins and losses and whatnot. West Virginia and BYU. BYU's played a little bit better as of late, 5 o'clock on ESPN+. Plus. But this one is weird because West Virginia has been so good at home. I and mean, they're they win this game, guys. They're one game below 500 in the conference despite being 9-13. and 13. So it would be a really weird, uh, kind of a weird season for them. But I think you could say, hey, great home court advantage and also finding their form just a bit. And you'd say there definitely are if they'll get this win at home. And 7 o'clock on ESPN2, Iowa State and Baylor from Foster Pavilion. Iowa State has been playing some great basketball as of late. Um, three straight wins for them. The offense has come alive, and they've had the week off too before they go on the road here. So can they take advantage of that? Baylor had to scratch and fight and claw to get that win. Let's see defensively, can Iowa State you know, make life really miserable. The one thing about Baylor is, man, it just they put you on an island with the, what they do offensively, and they basically say sink or swim. And look, Iowa State's got a lot of good guys, but some days good offense beats good be- good defense. In some games, there are portions of the game where the good offense beats the good defense, and there's some games the defense gets a better end. So I, I think it'll be a another one of those close competitive games, but Baylor's knocking down shots at home, and Iowa State's offense looks like it does sometimes on the road. Watch out. Baylor could uh could could do some damage there. But a really exciting weekend. The only conference in the, in the, in the entire country that's got two top 25 matchups ranked versus ranked in the uh in their their schedules. It's it's the Big 12, right? It's the Iowa State Baylor game at seven o'clock on ESPN two. And it's obviously KU and Houston uh at three o'clock, Allen Fieldhouse as well. All right, that will do it for today's show. Make sure you follow us on Twitter at NWPod365. You guys can find me at Josh Neighbors underscore. Find the show wherever you get your podcast and on YouTube as well. All right, folks, we'll talk to you this weekend.